It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. There's Ed and Peter. Those are the two names of the two people. I have the magic cup with the topics in it. Uh, you can do today's topic. It's drawn out in my hand. Actually, I should shake the thing. I'll try again. <laughs> Antiques. 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 Wow. wow, what do we know about those? I love antiques. I'm a, I am a collector of antiques. I'm a big fan of antiques. I try yeah. and I try and make as much of my furniture in my house wherever I live antiques. Not always possible, but you know anything you can buy that's not out of IKEA or Wayfair or any of those things. Do you have a Do you have a favorite period? Uh, no, I have to say I don't really understand them. I I can't say that I can't say that I'm great. The only thing I do understand you you probably, you may know this about me is that I am quite good with a. Uh, Disney antiques, so uh, uh, old school Disney memorabilia and that sort of thing. I can actually identify and value, and people get in contact with me sometimes to uh, so, ask so what their thing is worth. Objet d'art. Objet d'art, yeah. Disney objet d'art. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I mean, like, if I'm, if I'm, like, when I moved into this new flat, I moved into this place about three months ago, and I definitely tried as hard as possible to do uh, as many pieces that weren't. Uh, production line, whatever they're called, mass production line, which I know sounds, which I know sounds super stupid, sounds super arrogant to be like, oh, I don't buy mass produced because I do. Let's be honest, I do. Everybody does. But I had a, I had a thing to go. Like all the pictures are on my walls. They're not prints. They're all antiques, and I have postcards up against my walls that are about 70, 80 years old. Are you a, are you a user? Are you a collector? Is this something you care about? Well, no, it's funny because when I think antiques, I think like pieces of furniture, right? I don't typically think of, of I mean, I would, I, not to be dismissive, but I would call, call a lot of these things knickknacks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Let's be fair. You're not wrong. They are knickknacks. They're knickknacks. They're knickknacks that I'm stashed around. But maybe I mean, like my... Maybe they're, maybe they're antique knickknacks. Um, my so, writing desk is an antique. My writing desk is a is a I think from about eighteen nineties. When I think, think antiques, I think Lovejoy. Do you remember that British that BBC oh, show? Oh yes, with Ian McShane. Yeah, yeah. And he rode around on a motorcycle. That's and, like, right. That is a really obscure pull. What, what, what was Lovejoy a big part of your childhood? That that's that's and locked itself in. Every night, when, every night it was on. I feel like the majority of the world has forgotten about Lovejoy. Like if you think of Ian McShane. You think of like Deadwood, Deadwood number one, maybe Game of Thrones, Hot Rod. If you're about my, you've never seen Deadwood. No. Deadwood is okay. Deadwood is the greatest TV show ever made. Anybody who hasn't watched Deadwood has to get on Deadwood immediately. But it's just funny to me that your Ian McShane pull is immediately Lovejoy. The only yeah, only Ian McShane character in my brain. Yeah. All right. So Uh, what what was it? It was it was just something that was on all the time when you were a kid. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, my parents didn't watch a lot of TV, but they'd watch whatever was on TVO, and it was always something British. It was either some British crime show or some cute, you know, thing like uh, Heartbeat. Yeah, TVO, um, TVO, <laughs> TVO is very gentle programming. TVO is yeah. TVO is nothing here can offend, except maybe so slightly was, politically. It was, it was my bonding time with my parents growing up is sitting in silence and watching Lovejoy. Did you have antiques around the house? Was your house an antiques house? Were your parents antiques collectors? 
They were not really antique collectors. They lived in South Africa for about a decade before I was born. So there were a lot of South African-y things around the house. You might call them knickknacks. To answer your earlier question, I'm not really a collector. Um, I do have some knickknacks. Um, and most of them came from my grandfather. My grandfather was born and grew up in Japan until mm. he was old or so, a little older. Um, and when he passed away, he had all sorts of knickknacks from Japan. And nobody else in the family gave a fuck about them, so I ended up with all of them. So I've got these nice, you know, lacquered place bowls and, and you know, nice art pieces and funny things lying around. Uh, they remind me of my grandfather, but otherwise... <clears throat> I haven't, you know, I didn't have to go through any effort to collect. Yeah, my my grandmother was quite big on antiques. You know, there's that thing of like, um, if you stay with something long enough, it'll come back in fashion, but nobody ever does. It's like if you had kept your your logo design the same since 1971, it would be cool again. But but there would have been a 30 year period where it wasn't. Well, I think the same thing happened with furniture and constantly happens with furniture is that, you know, like the things that were really beautiful in the 1920s and really appreciated by the 1950s, people were like, oh, that's old school, get rid of it. So they destroyed all these, you know, fantastic Art Deco pieces and all that sort of stuff. And yet my grandmother, for some unknowable reason, never redid her, her setup. Like her house could have been locked in 1930. And it was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It was fantastic that way. And yeah. like she had come from quite a fancy upbringing. Her, her father had been a, a sir, a lord knight. So she'd come from like quite a fancy house. And so she had these pieces that had come from a very stately home that she had never gotten rid of. So she had these, you know, wooden cabinets and massive wooden writing desk and her bed was like 120 years old and she had this massive trunk at her house. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think if you and I locked in some things now, if we bought like 10 things that were quite high quality 2020 standard and we waited, you know, 30 years, they might be antiques for us if we put in the time. But I think that there are things that that works with and things that it doesn't work with. Like your Dis your Disney stuff, for example, and that's going to probably appreciate in value. Um, one of the things I inherited from my grandfather was this whole stack of collectible plates. Collectible plates have never been fashionable, and I don't think they'll ever be fashionable. <laughs> no, that's not true. Those those royal family collectible plates are always fashionable. I went on, I went on you know, the, the online marketplaces for, for people who collect fucking plates, and, you know, maybe they were worth 30 bucks a plate when my grandfather bought them. They're maybe 33 bucks a plate now. I mean, it's just a stack of plates with really bad paintings on them. Uh, and they're numbered and serialized. I remember commercials on TV when I was a kid. You know, they'd sort of come on and they'd be like, all right, there's collectible coin. It's, you know, it's going to be whatever. It's the same kind of thing. I'm maybe a collectible coin. Quest, question one, what, what voice was that? Well, whose voice were you doing just then? <laughs> the, the commercial guy. The generic announcer voice? Okay. Voice. But it's like cars, you know, some cars will, will be classic, some cars will never be classic. If you have like a 1925 Hotmobile, that's pretty amazing. But like a 1975 Corolla, is always going to be a 1975 Corolla. It's never going to be, yeah, it's never going to be a collectible Focus. car. Nobody's going to have a Ford Focus. Yeah. Know, eight years from now that they, they lovingly polish. Um, I mean, I wonder if there's any being made at the moment that will be, like maybe the first series of Tesla will will be classic to unveil it. Probably. Or those, those hideous Tesla trucks. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! I feel like I, f I feel like the world just forgot about those things. They like said they said they're coming and then they just disappeared. I've I've never seen one since. They're coming! They're coming! I saw I saw an advertisement for a mega yacht the other day that includes a Tesla truck, 
that descends from its belly. Have you seen one on the road? No, gosh, no. I don't, like, I hope I never do. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Hummer. It's like the Hummer, you <laughs> spot one and you're like, oh, it's a Hummer, that's, well, it's a Hummer. that's weird. <laughs> Just clearly a jerk. There's nothing good about the person driving that. I think part uh, of the, part of the, part of the appeal about collecting them, collecting antiques though, is that like, I mean, you know, you're talking about your grandfather passing on. There's like the joy of passing something on to somebody. But then there's also like, you know, the the death duties of it is like, you know, when you die and all your money goes to taxes and the government, you know, you can have these things that are worth something that you can pass on to your family that the, the big man can't get his hands on. It's nice to have yeah. these sort of... Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's really nice. Um, whereas, you know, like, I, I guess, you know, if you had children, you would give them your Disney stuff. Right? I would when I was like dead. I'd leave them to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and if you had a collectible car or something, you'd do the same. When I when I felt they were primed for it. Oh, if I was if I was forty and I had a twenty year old son. Oh no, that can't work because I'm already thirty. Well, <laughs> the math doesn't work here. Anyway, if I. <laughs> <laughs> if I were however old and I had an adult son, the adult son said, I've got, I've got this new house and I'd like to decorate it with some things. Can I, you, you, you know, have your writing desk? Can I have some of those things to display? I'd say, of course, put them on display, okay. do it. So I think what I've learned from this discussion is that the difference between a knickknack and an antique is whether it has emotional value. No, I think it's time and, and, and rarity. I think that like, you know, a soap bottle that was produced in a quantity of 250,000 in 1930 is never going to be an antique. It's going to be a knickknack. Whereas, you know, a, a, a perfume bottle that's made of crystal and was produced in a lot of 100 in 1930 is going to be an antique and not a knickknack because it's rare and it's aged. I think it's the combination of rare plus age as opposed to just age. But of all the objects that I inherited from my grandfather, the only thing that was intended to be an antique is actually the thing with the least value. But maybe that depends on how many were made. Maybe they made too many plates, and so they never picked up in value. They're serial knives. There's like there's there's numbers on the back of them. They clearly were designed not to be mass produced. What's but the no, What's the numbers though? Is it like is it one of fifty or is it one of seven thousand? I have no idea. I mean, I don't care about plates. No, <laughs> there's no plates, right? But that that was the one thing that was designed to appreciate in value, and it's actually the thing that's ended up having the least value. Right. I will say I. Uh, one of the things that I do collect is old postcards. I collect antique postcards. And um, I'll go on eBay and scour for these antique postcard lots. And let me tell you, it is a vicious, vicious crowd that is collecting antique postcards. Because those bids, those bids move so quickly. There are other people all around the world really looking to get their teeth into you. That is a group. That is a group that knows exactly what they're after. And they fight each other. Like, I have to keep a weather eye on those bids because... They will go up and down. Well, they. How much is a postcard? Like what? what I buy them in. Postcard? I buy them in lots. I buy them in lots of like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, and then I just sort through and find the ones I like. And the other thing that I do, the other thing that I do that I've done. I mean, I shouldn't say I do. I've only done it maybe four or five times. Is if I find, a, if I find in the same lot, like four or five from the same person to the same person there and back, I'll track that person down. So I have returned. I think five times I've returned love letters to families of people who've died because I track down their I track down their daughter or granddaughter and I send them the postcards back. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Do you yeah. think Lovejoy would do that? Uh, I never watched Lovejoy. I am aware of Lovejoy. 
And I'm I'm exclusively aware of Lovejoy for the comedy value of knowing that this tough guy lad actor at one stage played a very gentle, a bucolic country antiques dealer. That's that's he wasn't gentle at all. He was a cad. He was he? And drove a motorcycle. He was kind of like a you know Marlon Brando y kind of dude. He was not at all like Marlon Brando. No, that's 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 too much of a stretch. There was no <laughs> think too much. He was a womanizer. It was a, it was a whole thing. Okay, I didn't know this. See my ver- <laughs> My version of my version of Lovejoy was the Darling Buds of May. I watched the Darling Buds of May when I was younger. Is that? Yeah, exactly. See, you either watched one or the other. It's a team. You're either on Team Lovejoy or Team Darling Buds of May. <laughs> yeah, we have people vote in. Yeah, we should. We should have yeah. people vote in. I mean, you've automatically lost because the Darling Buds of May is just classic prime British TV and Lovejoy is a footnote in history. But What if you're into antiques? What if you're into... Were, were the antiques a big part of the show or was it just the, was it just the kickoff of the story? It was kind of like the, the central piece because it was sort of a crime show but everything surrounded, you know, an antique somehow being overvalued or undervalued or stolen or something. You know? All right, fair enough. All right, well, we'll put it out put it out to the masses. Love, Joy, slash, Darling, Resume. Any last thoughts on antiques before we close it off? Uh, no, I think we should put this one on a shelf and see if it's worth more later. Very droll. All right, off we go.